Hello everyone and welcome to the MoPod, brought to you by MoDate, where we discuss everything Mo, from modern orthodoxy to my opinions and more. I'm your host Evan Harris and we have a great guest for you today. Let's get to it. Today we're sitting down with Johnny Pedowim. How are you, Johnny? Good, good. Happy to be here. <laughs> great. So I'm going to ask you the question I'm going to ask everyone in this bundle. Can you spell the word entrepreneur? No, probably not. I could try. But, yeah, try, you know. try. Uh, E N T R E A P A N U. I do it. I, I studied no. engineering. <laughs> okay. Incorrect. Was I close? No, not, I mean, you started off like the first few letters, right? But whatever. You, you didn't get there. <laughs> you went yeah, on a bad, yeah, yeah. you took I, a bad I always, turn. I always, yeah, I always was, you know, not good at the, at the language things, you know? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that was my sharpest tool. I gotta right. say. All right, let's dive into your background. Where are you from? Where'd you go to school? And let's start there. Okay, yeah, sure. So I'm from West Orange, New Jersey originally. I went to Kushner for lower, middle, and high school. Uh, I spent a year in Mali Dumim, and then I, I went to Cooper Union and studied electrical engineering there. Gotcha. And so did you know at what point in your life did you know like you wanted to go the entrepreneurial route not just the classic whatever job other people were doing route like how did you determine that yeah so um it's a good question i think it was when i was in middle school i started like you know doing a lot of robotics type stuff playing with arduinos and that type of thing I actually thought I was going to be like an inventor or something like that. And I actually had a, a middle school teacher who was like, no, you're going to be a web entrepreneur. I had no, I had no idea what the hell she was saying. <laughs> and then in college, college and high school, I uh, like had a few friends in Kushner. We got into coding a lot. And then like I heard about Y Combinator somehow in college and went to a bunch of hackathons. And I'm like, okay, I want to do this. I want to start a startup. And uh, yeah, basically since that, uh, just stuck with it and, and and kind of took the dive after college. Okay. So what was the first startup you started and, and when did you start it? Like what's the, the roadmap from college to starting the company? Yeah. So like, I guess it's like whatever you want to consider a company, but mm -hmm. like, um, like what that means. But when I was in, uh, college my freshman uh after my freshman year me and a friend we built this app called the morning lunch it was basically like an rss feed aggregator um we built it the, we only the morning what summer. say it again like, the morning the morning uh, what the morning munch oh, the morning okay. munch tmm the morning munch yeah and our like logo was a cupcake or something like that so we built that uh didn't really go far with that you know my friend who changed schools so we didn't um uh, we didn't go go anywhere with that. Then when I graduated college, uh, I took a side project, uh, which was like an SMS platform for communities. And, and I took that full time called Advance. Uh, and that was like my first company where we had money, we made money and stuff like that. But I only worked alone on, on that company. I was uh, alone with an intern, but uh, that's basically it. And then my current company, Magniv, um, it's like a progression, slow progression. Magniv, I, I started with founder and uh, we raised money on this one so like the first one was like a summer project the second one was a bootstrap startup and then like this one is um like you know vc-backed startup that that we're, we're trying to like 
you know, be in the big leagues here. Okay, so when when exactly did you graduate college? Timeline. You know, that's a good question. <laughs> I think it was when COVID happened. I think that's 2020, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, peak COVID. That's when I graduated college. And that's two years ago. Right after you graduated college, you started your first business? Yeah, so the story there was, was senior year spring was a little bit like whack for, for a lot of reasons for me, but like definitely COVID and stuff like that. Um, spending four years at Cooper Union, like it, it was kind of difficult for me because I knew I wanted to do entrepreneurship. The entrepreneurship culture there was was kind of terrible. And like I studied electrical engineering. So I was like trying to like justify kind of why studying that. And so I got like really into deep learning and I did like a lot of deep learning research while I was in college and actually internet, like Facebook's AI research place. So when I was graduating college, I had the decision on like, okay, am I going to pursue this like research, deep learning research thing, or am I going to go back to, to building a startup? If I wanted to pursue deep learning, like I would have to go to graduate school. You know, it was funny. I was just about to take the GREs and uh, actually went all the way to the city to take it and uh, uh, like, because it was like right around when COVID was starting. And I didn't know that. I didn't get any notification. I was canceled. So at that point, I, you know, senior is coming to an end. Uh, I didn't take the GREs. Uh, I applied to a bunch of these fellowships to do like AI research. I got pretty close into getting into one of them. I didn't get it. And um, uh, yeah, like COVID's a shit show. Living at home is like kind of crazy. And um, uh, basically, I was like, okay, what what am I gonna do? And uh, like, I really wanted to start a startup. I always really, really wanted to do it. It was just like you know, how <laughs> is yeah. I didn't know. And I'm like, okay, I don't have a co-founder, right? I don't have like any idea of what, what starting a company means other than maybe like watching some YouTube videos, like reading some books and stuff like that. So what am I going to do? Right. And I'm like, look, you have COVID as an excuse. You're not happy. You don't want to go work for a big company. You don't want to work for a startup. You don't, you didn't get this like fellowship. You're not down to take the GREs to go into to graduate school. Right why don't you just go, why don't you just go crazy, right? And, and like start a company. So at that point, Yaakov Zara at, at like Chabad House Bowery, he a few months ago asked me to build them like this SMS platform for the Chabad Bowery to like, you know, have people pay for events and stuff like that via SMS because they wanted to start charging for dinners. So he, I, I call him up. I'm like, Yaakov, you know, I, I want to like, you know, start a company because, I, you know, he has a company of his own and, and whatever. And I'm like, um, would you let me work out of your office? And like, what do you think of this idea and whatever? And he's like, yeah, sure. Just come, you know, work out of our office for his current company, Liv. Um, and, you know, I'll help you out in, in whatever way. And, you know, he gave me his credit card. Uh, so for the first few months of the event, he was paying for everything. And um, uh, so definitely gratitude to him. But so we, we so yeah, so I, I graduated. I went, we um, started working at Summer was COVID uh, on this SMS platform. I tried to get customers for that platform. It didn't really like go anywhere. And then um, Yaakov was like, why don't you try something else, like a video platform? Because, you know, it's COVID. So like maybe you could try like a video networking platform. Everybody's doing video networking. So I built that out over the summer. I was like beta testing it and stuff like that, trying to figure out how to market that, um, you know, working out of Yaakov's office in, on Broadway, uh, right next to the Adidas store in Soho. Um, and uh and then all of a sudden I got a text from a Chabad rabbi at UCF, Central Florida. And he's like, hey, I heard you have an SMS platform for, you know, contact tracing. That's what he called it. He's like, mm -hmm. we really need that. Um, and I have five brothers and they all want to use your platform. 
I'm like, yeah, sure, man. You know, I'm not working on that right now, but like, let's go. So that uh, was my first customers with advanced for the SMS. We went back, I was working on this video platform, spent a lot of time building that. We went back and then uh, after he got his five brothers, the way, you know, these things work is just like all of them told their friends because the Chabad's have like a very tight network. And then all of a sudden, like I was, uh, had like people calling me at all hours of the day saying like, we want to sign up for a van. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like whatever. Like, <laughs> I was very not confident at that point it, for a lot of reasons, but like, I was just like, shit. Uh, like I remember we had one day. Um, so I like stopped allowing people to join a van. And then like, I was talking to Yaakov. I was like, what the hell are you doing? If people want to join, let them join. You'll figure everything else out later. So um, we we let people join. And like, I remember I was working at Yaakov's office. That was like a very exciting time, like working long hours. Uh, and then like, I left my laptop one night because I still had my lease in the East Village. Left my laptop one night in, in the office. And I go uh, go to bed. I go go to sleep. I wake up and I have like a thousand missed calls from these rabbis. And like, they, we had this group chat and they're like, there's a van down, there's a van down. And I'm like, what the hell happened? And I don't have my laptop to check. Mm. So like I went back and, um, uh, you know, it was just some dumb issue and, and fixed it, but that was exciting. I mean, that's like an exciting part of a van. Like there's a lot of like shit and difficulty and, and shit. I mean, I eventually, uh, put that to the side. Like I couldn't figure out a bunch of things with the van, but that that's like the story of how a van started from, um, like in hindsight, it's like very obvious, but during that time I was like, I don't know. I, I was just like, you know, what should I do? How should I do it? And, you know, I guess like kind of God gave me the opportunity in some way and uh, he opened the door and, you know, we just went with it basically. Mm -hmm. So did Yaakov have stake in the company? It sounds like he provided a lot of services for Avant. He, he, he didn't. Uh, Avant, like we never raised money. So uh -huh. it was, it's all bootstrapped. Um, he told me, he was like, you know, you could have it for free. Just like take it, you know, uh, it's like in the entrepreneurship world, like if you've gone through shit, just in general, like like if you've gone through like, like so I don't know how what the the kosher policy is on this podcast is. I don't want to use it like not kosher language, but if you've gone through like a bad experience, like if you've gone through like a really terrible experience, you're gonna be empathetic to other people who are going through the experience to try to help them. So he did. He was like, you know, and also that's like kind of like how you form relationships. You do something nice for someone, and then eventually they'll 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 get you back, right? So mm -hmm. he, uh, no, he just gave me his credit card. And then after about a month, he told me that you got to figure out this is way too much money because SMS is extremely expensive. So I started charging it, like figure that out another way. He did invest in Magniv, you know, um, uh, but yeah, beyond that, he, he, um, he let me use his office for, for a while. Like I, I stayed in his office for almost six months. They, they've wow. since moved their office twice, but like I worked out of his office for six months. Like he would put me on the, the group lunch order for uh, uh, Lev um and yeah he never he never uh he never took anything for it which wow. is, is definitely like uh uh very nice of him to do all right uh, yeah i mean that's amazing so back to the idea of bootstrapping just from the beginning were there any people in your life that were very anti the idea that said you know you just have to get a regular job you want to be safe you don't want to take all these risks was there anyone who kind of pushed back at starting something on your own um thankfully no i think like my, my dad understood that this is what i wanted to do and he also like understood the game a little bit so he he was all for it my mom like she just doesn't really understand that much but like <laughs> there is, so like with with like this world because it's a weird world like you'll you'll like entrepreneurship you like you'll meet people 
and especially in like the Jewish community, like modern Orthodox, Orthodox, they just won't get it, right? Like, which is fine. It, it's a little bit foreign, right? Um, but like, yeah, some like friend of friends will be a little bit confused. With, Why the hell do I care what they think? So, but with people that I actually trusted and respected their opinion, uh, they were all supportive. All right, great. That's 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 amazing. So moving on to Magniv, which is what you're doing now. So how did you decide to, well, do you still do event or no? Is that done? Uh, events on the side. Like I, I gotcha. try to, like it makes some profit and stuff like that, but yeah. Profit's good. So how did you decide to move to starting a new company? And like, how did you decide to go about it a different method this time? How did that all happen? Yeah, so... Like event, we had that growth at the beginning. Um, you know, we had 50 customers, or whatever, like within a month. Um, and then I spent like a year trying to figure out how to scale it up. And it's like, it's, it was, it's just like all this stuff's con it's complicated, right? It's not easy. I never really did sales for a van, never successfully did sales for a van, right? All my customers came through word of mouth, right? I tried very hard to get Hillel's. I eventually did get Hillel's. There's about 15 Hillel's on the platform right now. Um, but like I wasn't successful at sales and, and like the profit margins weren't great. And I was working alone and tried to get a co-founder a few times, kind of fell through. And it was like, it was a, it was a grind, right? It was a real grind. So uh, I'm like here about a year in on advance. This was last summer. And I'm like, I don't know what to do here. Like, I don't know how to make this good and I don't know how to make this bit better. I don't know how to like scale this. Like I can't figure out where to go to next. You know, I don't want to build a product just for Chabad houses. Like I want to build a product platform yeah. for, for communities. Um, so I, I like started working with this other guy as a co-founder and um, like for, for the summer and um, it like completely exploded. It didn't explode. Like the guy just like ghosted me, right? Which is like, I don't know, whatever. He like ghosted me and I'm like here, I'm like, shit, okay, this guy ghosted me. And an old friend of mine from when I used to go to hackathons in high school and um, also when I interned at Facebook, he was there. He moved back to New York and he quit his job. And he was like, hey, John, you know, uh, I have like this connection, this like VC guy who's like ready to give me some money. Why don't we start something together? You know, why don't we put a Vanth aside? we could raise money and, and like, you know, do a pre-seed and, and, and like, you know, start something together. And I'm like, look, you know, I'm looking for that next step up. You know, I want to make it to the NBA, right? Basically here. Um, let's go for it. You know, he's a good guy. We have, we're both engineers, but we have like complementing skill sets in some way. So um, we went to, to build and, and we didn't, you know, honestly, we didn't really know what we we're going to build. We just said, we're going to build something in the data. So actually we didn't even know what we we're going to build. We had a bunch of ideas. I mean, we don't even know what we're going to build now, but <laughs> that's a different story. But like we, so we, we, we went together, we, we um, did a small pre-seed and then um, we uh, uh, started doing like my background in deep learning. If you remember, uh, like I wanted to go a little bit back to that. My co-founder, Jared, he worked at an MLOps company, which is basically something in the data space also. And he, um, so we're like, okay, let's do something in this data space. And we spent a long time uh, like kind of iterating, doing customer discovery and stuff like that in this space. Uh, and that kind of gets us to where we are today. I could go into a little bit more detail, but I'm not entirely sure what, what you want me to say on that. Sure, yeah. So you're in the data science world. You're going into machine learning, deep learning, ML ops, I'm guessing is machine learning operations. Yeah, good job. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. And so you mentioned earlier that 
you feel like people in the modern Orthodox world, Orthodox world, whatever it is, don't really understand like the entrepreneurial spirit, the lifestyle, the grind. And, and so why do you think that is? Why do you think there is this hesitation with the modern Orthodox world to, to try these things? Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's entrepreneurship because you have a lot of entrepreneurial people in real estate and, and stuff like that. I think it's like tech entrepreneurship. And it's just because like the, the, the ship hasn't come here yet. I mean, there are some, definitely some like, like Yaakov, you know, Chabad House Bowery, Joe Teplo. There's like a few other people like who, who, who done it successfully. But um, uh, first of all, there's not that many. I mean, now there are a ton like in the past year, but not that many modern Orthodox kids that like went into software. Right. So that's like first. Uh, now there are a lot. So, so probably we'll see some entrepreneurs coming out of there. Um, but there's obviously like the push, like you, you move to the Upper West Side. Um, you want to start dating, you want to get married and you want to move to, you know, Phoenix or whatever. Right. Like you need money. You need a, you need a lot of money. Right. Entrepreneurship, you're not going to necessarily make that money in a bunch of years. You may never make it. You know, there's some probability of running that. Right. So you have to be OK. Um with that uncertainty and like a certain community uh that understands it like you go to san francisco or something like that or, or like you know even people in new york they'll understand the entrepreneurship grind they'll understand it and they'll get it it's not a big thing but like here like you know when i was working on event i was like you know making a little bit of money and stuff like that like it's kind of like what, what do you tell someone that you're doing they're like why don't you have more customers they're like why don't you just go work for google and make you know close to 200k right like mm -hmm. they don't, you don't have good answers to that. You're like, oh, because I'm betting on myself, what, what have you. But you could say it's the money thing. I mean, that's like the common answer people, like I give to people, but it could also be that it's just like the wave hasn't hit yet. And like, it will soon, you know, once there's a critical mass of a few people in the community that do it and people see that like, it's a, it's a viable path, then um, I think more will follow suit uh, at, at some point or maybe not, but th that's what I think. I don't have gotcha. like, a good answer to it. Sure. Yeah. So do you think, what do you think plays a bigger part? So you mentioned two different things, which will like sum up in one word for each. So there's this safety proposition where to be an Orthodox Jew, you need to have a certain amount of money really like to ensure that you'll be able to pay for yeshiva tuition and afford to live in these communities where there are kosher options and things like that. So there's this safety issue where there are certain fields where you could go in and almost guarantee yourself that you'll make enough money may, like to be comfortable or yeah. close to it. And there's also this issue that you mentioned of just the community maybe being kind of judgmental where everyone wants to know which, you know, it's a, it's like all connected, like it's connected to the safety and connected to all these expectations, but just the judge judgmentalness of people, the judgment of people thinking that like why aren't you succeeding in this or doing that or doing that and so which do you think is a is a bigger factor that probably prevents people from trying new things um it's a tough question like it, it might be the judgmental thing i'd say like a little bit more and that's not just in the like Jewish community. I mean, it's in like any community that's not like very tech startup focused because like sometimes the term entrepreneur could hold with it for people who are not like understanding, like it has some negative connotation, like uh, what the hell is this guy doing? Right. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I don't experience that. Like I, I really 
very like I think I made it up more in my head than than not. But it's like, um, maybe you could relate to this, right? Like you show up at a, at a at a place that you're not super familiar with. You go to a party, you go to an event, you go to a shul. You know, you're not you're not fitting in, and then like you start um, uh, like doubting yourself. You're doubting your self confidence or something like that. You look for people to you look for things to like. Uh, these I, I don't think this is a good thing but this is kind of human nature you look for like identity pieces to to grip onto to be like i am this right like oh mm -hmm. you know I, i'm a doctor right oh i went to harvard right oh i yeah. i am a, a software engineer at uh you know facebook right i am important i am valuable right if you are a person who's effing around trying to like figure out a startup you know and you're not vc backed or even if you are vc backed and stuff like that like it's a little bit less because like, you know, being a part of that game, you know, there's like, uh, you're not successful yet. You know, I mean, I yeah. mean, there are a lot of people in this space that are kind of crazy also that don't have that issue, but you know, so like that, that like, like being part of a community, you want to hold, um, part of like community antics. And it's just like animal behavior in some way, or like human nature is that like, you want, you want to have some clout, right. You want to have something to grip on. Um, and entrepreneurship may or may not, depending on the community, be that. I mean, it's just not something that gives you uh, uh, so much clout. Okay, good answer. So now that you've been in this game for two plus years and really longer, I mean, you knew it was coming for a while. Is there any piece of advice that you would give yourself if you could go back two years, like big or small, just to think like, oh, I should have started this way or this was something I should have done that I didn't do. Yeah. I you know that question is, is, is an important one, but like, I don't, I don't like thinking in that, in that regard of like, you know, I am on the path. The way I got here was through the path that I went through. Right. But with that being said, there are a lot of like small, like business things that I could have done better. Oh, mm -hmm. oh my God. So many, so many things I screwed up with the band. So many things with Magniv we didn't do. Right. And, and not in a bad way. I mean, like it's a learning experience. It's showing that we're learning here, but um, uh, maybe being patient. That's like super important. Like, you know, I I would love to be extremely successful right now, right? Like you're yesterday. Yeah. Um, another one is important of importance of a good network. That's huge, and it's not easy. It's not easy. You cannot do things alone. Uh, you need to have a good network, and um. It's just like work on your craft a little bit also like uh this as like anything else is a craft you know there are people who are good and there are people who get lucky of course especially in this space but there are people who are good like you see someone here like shit that guy is he's he knows what he's saying like easily sh shit test like someone if they know what they're saying like when it comes to like product market fit and like building a product and stuff like that like you know you hear someone you know, like, shit, this guy, like, knew what I was thinking about and had a good answer for it and could predict what's going to happen in the next, you know, two months of our of our, of our thing. Like, this person's been around the block a few times. So, like, working on your craft and, like, trying to, to surround yourself with people who are good. Right? It was, like, a lot of people will try to give you advice. I think it's fine, you know, but, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, finding those people who are really good and just, like, you know, being in their, in their close to them right? Trying to get some of their holiness. Gotcha. Okay. That's, yeah, that's definitely good advice. And I totally hear you about the advice factor in terms yeah. of people giving advice. And, you know, it's, it's great to get advice. Sometimes it's good advice. And more often than not, it's probably 
not the best advice, but it's still it's still appreciated and it's important to determine who's telling you what and trying to figure out the best the best road to go. Also, obviously, this this road, this entrepreneurial road, is not for everyone, and it it can't be for everyone. It's not that's not what it's made for. It's it's for specific people, and and people should know themselves and you know not get too carried away with yeah exactly with what they're doing right. you got to be doing what you're comfortable with what you're doing and you got to be be happy with what you're doing and ultimately it's your opinion that matters more than anyone else's yeah that's like m- mental toughness is also i guess like if you want to uh go back to the advice thing and this is like beyond entrepreneurship like you got to own uh yourself you know what i mean like what's in, in the I said in Perke right? And the rest of the thing is relevant too. But if you're not for yourself, who is, right? If you're not going to collect your emotional baggage, your emotional shit, your confidence issues, you're, you're, you're comfortable with your identity. Um, it's going to blow up. Uh, maybe if you don't like try hard things and difficult things, uh, it won't blow up. But like with entrepreneurship, especially for me, you know, it's like a, re- a relationship, right? Like things come out right things come out that like you're not surprised about yourself and um uh, uh either you could become like an egomaniac where there are a lot of people like that in this in this world that just don't see it don't care right or you got to figure it out right otherwise it's just not it's not gonna work this idea of being very comfortable with who you are is also very important when it comes to dating now maybe it doesn't have to be a hundred percent before the first date or on the first date or whatever it is but like eventually like you know, if you're not for you, then, then who is, you know, if you, yeah, if you, so that's definitely good advice in the real world, the business world, the dating world everywhere. Yeah. And it's difficult. Like I, I like struggle with that all the time, like being comfortable with, with owning like who I am, you know, and, and, and not having to like prove myself to anybody because yeah. that, it causes that you're, you're feeding into the ego at that point. Like, you know, that's a losing game. <laughs> yeah. All Not right. Gonna get anywhere. Yeah. yeah. We're going to move on to the Mopod lightning round. I'm just going to fire off some quick questions. You tell <laughs> me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Do you like computers? Sure. What would you say to someone who wants to start a business? Do it. What's your favorite internet product? Uh, damn. That's a good question. I like Fiverr a lot. Or okay. Yeah. I've used Fiverr. Yeah. Who is the best teacher you have ever had? Uh, probably my dad. Okay. Wow. Very nice. Is Kushner in the Yeshiva League? Uh, no, not, no, no, I don't think so. Like half. Okay. We're close, but, but (laughs) I mean, it depends on the year. Actually, it depends on the year. Like my, my year was like less, but like other years are just like, yeah. All right. Good question. I like that one. Thank you. What is the difference between a jacket and a coat? Dude, I have no idea. That's a good question. I would say that a jacket is lighter than a coat. Okay. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. All right. Thank you, Johnny Pedowin, for coming on the MoPod. Anything else you yeah, want well, to thank you for to having me. We, anything else you want to listen to know before we sign off? Um, thank you for having me. Before we sign off, uh, if anybody's a data scientist, um, you know, connect me on LinkedIn. Let's talk. All right. Or connect data engineer. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. his posts. Get them, yes. get them yeah. running the algorithm. Pump the volume.